You're listening to Audio Theater in a Darker Shade. This is DarkerProjects.com. And now our feature presentation. The following audio is explicit in nature and may contain adult themes, light sexual situations, violent content, or strong language. To a precious few it was a paradise, a haven from the hectic pace of the real world. To others it was a nightmare. Nothing on this quaint island is as it seems. Beneath the tranquil lull of the ocean and the beautiful gardens, Dr. Nathaniel Lothman carved out a project based on Dr. Sam Beckett's theories on time travel. Hungry for the power to reform history to his own liking, Dr. Lotherman integrated himself into the project and became Lothos. As his staff work to his ultimate goal, their lives are held in the balance. Still vigilant to be who they are in a complex where danger lurks around every corner, their secrets lie buried and passions rest dormant. For how long? Last time on Quantum Retribution. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to grab the cover so hard. No, I'm sorry. I've obviously done something that has upset you. And whether or not that is part of what happened this morning or not, I... I'm sorry. Yes, it does have something to do with it. Look, I understand how you feel about what almost happened this morning. No, no, you don't understand how I feel about what almost happened this morning. Siren, I... You... Oh, God. My head really hurts. Maybe we should just go to sleep, okay? All right. Good night. If you only knew what you do to me, you might understand. I never meant to treat you coldly, not after what happened, but... But when things scare you, you tend to instinctively fall back on what you know. Wakened instantly by her gentle touch on his abused skin, Trevor listened, not making a sound. As Siren touched her cheek lightly against his shoulder, he realized that clearing the air between them was more important than anything else. Oh, Oh God, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to wake you. It's okay. Siren, if if I was moving too fast for you, I'm, I'm sorry. If it's any consolation, I, I did get the idea that you were having some some doubts, but when you didn't say anything when I un- when I unzipped your uniform, I I thought <sighs> I'm sorry for scaring you, Siren. Please believe me when I tell you that I would never force you to give when you're not ready to give. 
Some guys might do something like that, but that's not me. Never has been. Never will be. You didn't scare me, Trevor. I scared myself with my own doubts and insecurities. In the short span that I've known you, Trevor, you've seen sides of me that I don't normally show to anyone else except Xavier. I'm not used to being around other people in the manner that we were, Trevor, and and I hope that what almost happened this morning doesn't cause another rift that I can't overcome. There's no rift, Siren. It's just that you went from one extreme to the other at the speed of light, and honestly, it was frustrating, but not for the reason you're thinking. It was frustrating because you pulled into yourself so fast, it made me feel like I'd read the signals wrong, like I'd way overstepped the line. I'm sorry if anything I did made you uncomfortable. I'd like to get to know you better under vastly different circumstances. But next time, when, if that happens, Siren, if you're still uncertain, just tell me. Don't just drop me in a deep freeze and leave me to wonder. Let's get some sleep. 5.30 comes early. Good night, Trevor. Good night, Siren. Turning away from her, Trevor snuggled his face against the pillow. Then he felt Siren's hand glide softly down his side and come to rest on his hip. Siren, don't tease. Go to sleep, Siren. Otherwise, we won't be getting much sleep tonight. Good night, Trevor. Good night, Siren. As he buttoned his shirt, there was no way Trevor could avoid seeing the way Siren was stretching long and languidly, the swell of her bosom doing things to the bodice of her thin gown. Please, get up and get dressed. (laughs) I will in a minute. Is it me or are you upside down? Siren, I'm only human, and right this minute, I'm a human male who has just about got his back to the wall in this situation. So, if you don't mind, please get up and get dressed. Otherwise, if you're a virgin now, you may not be when you walk out of this room. Is that plain enough? Emerging some ten minutes later, Siren went to her dresser. Flicking a glance at the mirror, she saw Trevor watching her. 
If you value any part of your body over another, Mr. Conroy, I suggest you leave my room while I dress, or you may be a eunuch when you leave my room. Is that plain enough? Eminently. Better hurry. We've got about 20 minutes to get to work. Once in the kitchen, Siren made short work of getting a quick bite of breakfast. She was just finishing her coffee when Trevor stood up from the table. As she followed suit, she didn't realize what she was saying. Come on, Studley, let's go to work. (coughs) What? What? What have I done now? For starters, calling me Studley in front of Xavier puts a really different light on things in his eyes. What are you talking about? Unless I miss my guess, Xavier probably thinks I got the dark circles under my eyes because you and I were going at it hot and heavy last night. Uh, What? The way you were stretching out on the bed and all but purring like a kitten this morning and the bedroom door was open, if he heard or glimpsed in there, or both, about then, and saw you like that? Mr. Conroy, exactly what are you suggesting? Let's just say that a kitten usually stretches and purrs like that when it's full of cream and satisfied. Good morning, Mr. McAllister. Good morning, Ms. Lothaman. Thank you, Mr. Conroy. You're welcome, ma'am. If you'll excuse me. Of course. (sighs) Good Lord, where do I start? Hmm, this one's as good as another, I guess. Come in. Ma'am? Yes, what is it? It's about one of the reports that I finished this morning. Don't just stand there, Alan. Come in. All right, which file is it? Well, actually, none of them. Pardon me? Yeah, well, uh, I I wanted to talk to you about Trevor, and I didn't want him overhearing. What about him? Well, I'm, I'm just sort of worried about him. He seems distracted lately. And I thought that you might know why. I mean, you know. You mean since we're in punishment together. Mr. McAllister, listen up and listen well. Just because we are in a joint punishment does not mean that I know why Trevor is acting oddly towards you. If you're so concerned, why don't you just ask him? Isn't that what a friend would do? No, 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 no. It's not that. He's always acted oddly to me. That's that, that's That's normal for him. I just think that it might really have a lot to do with a certain aspects 
of a young lady that he is was seeing. He has a girlfriend? Well, it's been off and on, if you know what I mean. Anyway, Trevor just hasn't been acting the same. Kind of distant and sometimes distracted, like, you know, like he's thinking about her. I just thought that maybe he had talked about her to you. No, he he hasn't. I don't pry into his life. Oh, believe me. He'll tell you if he wants to. I wouldn't force anything from him. Well, I better get back to work. At her direction, as he exited her office, Alan left the door open, an action which gave her a clear view of Trevor busy at his desk. Just what game are you up to, Mr. Conroy? If you've already got a girlfriend, then why have you been kissing me? Almost as if the subject of her musings had heard her thoughts, Trevor looked up from his work, and turning his head, looked straight at her. Way to go, Siren. Make him think you're sitting here daydreaming about him. Yes? <clears throat> Excuse me, ma'am? Is there a problem, Mr. Conroy? Oh, great. It's like November in here. Damn it, Alan. What the hell did you say to her? Uh, no, ma'am. Then what is it? It's lunchtime, and we only have 45 minutes. So it is. Just a minute. Let me save this report. All right. I'm ready. Let's go. Alan, would you like to join us for lunch in the cafeteria? Sure. Do you mind, Trevor? I'd like to get to know all of my co-workers. Suits me. Get the door, Alan. What do you want to eat? Uh, I'll have a ham sandwich, chips, and iced tea. Alan? <laughs> Okay, okay. Whatever you decide is fine. I'm sure that you already know what I like, don't you? Yes, I certainly do. I bet you think you do. Shall I recite the list of things that I know you like, ma'am? I didn't think so. Is everything all right? Everything's just hunky-dory. Do you have a girlfriend, Alan? Well, no. I'm not serious with anyone yet. Are you still coming to the party tonight? Oh, I'm coming to the party. As the saying goes, I wouldn't miss this for the world. Great. Like I always say, you can't have too many pretty girls at a party. Just what game are you playing, Mr. Conroy? More importantly... 
As they ate, a couple of times he got the feeling Siren was watching him, but neither of his companions spoke directly to him. At the moment, that suited him just fine. Finishing his meal, he stood up from the table. Excuse me. I just don't get it. One minute he's... I guess I do see what you mean now, Alan. One minute he's friendly and the next it's like he's off in La La Land. He didn't even say a word during lunch, which, if you ask me, is so rude. Don't worry about Trevor. He'll be a changed man when he gets to the party tonight. He is coming, right? Oh, yes. He'll definitely be there. In that case, just you wait and see. He'll come around when he gets there tonight and sees her. Oh, yeah. Trev's gonna light up like a Christmas tree. Good. And I just hope that after tonight, everything will smooth over. Seeing Trevor approaching, impulsively Siren decided to take a chance. Leaning a bit toward Alan, she cupped her hand against his right cheek. I appreciate everything you've told me today, Alan. Oh, Trevor, we were uh, just talking. I hope you had a nice conversation. Are you ready to go back to the office, Miss Lotherman? Hey, take it easy. I'm not a sack of potatoes. Will there be anything else, ma'am? No, Mr. Conroy. That'll be all for now. You can leave the door open. As you wish, ma'am. Craning her head a bit, Siren looked past Trevor's retreating figure to see Alan leaning backward in his chair to look in at her. She couldn't help laughing when his chair tipped over backward. (laughs) Alan, are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. (laughs) Good. Now get back to work. Yes, ma'am. As the clock turned the hour of 7pm, Siren finished up the report that she had been working on, saved it, and shut down her computer. Pack it up, boys. It's time to close this popsicle stand for the night. All right. Trevor finished shutting his computer down, then went to Siren's door where he caught sight of her experimenting with putting weight on her foot. Hmm. Looks like my status as a transport mule may be revoked soon. You ready to go? Yes. Are you all right, Trevor? You seemed out of sorts today. I'm fine. Arriving at Xavier's and Siren's quarters some ten minutes later, once inside, Trevor set Siren on her feet carefully. Right on time. Yes, sir. Can you manage? Yes, thank you. Going somewhere, Mr. Conroy? Well, I... I thought I'd go to my quarters to shower and change. I'll be back in half an hour. Oh, Alan McAllister invited us to a party this evening. I see. Dad? Xavier's tone had its intended effect, namely reminding them, especially Siren, that for the next two weeks, their freedom would be filtered through their TM, him. 
He let them think on that for a moment. Then... Very well. You may go, Mr. Conroy. Yes, sir. Uh, just casual. This crowd likes to relax on Friday evenings. Okay, I'll be ready. Well, if you're going to be ready in a half hour, you'd better get a move on. Yes? <laughs> Thank you, Dad. On time, Mr. Conroy. Is Siren ready? Come in. Siren. Dad? You are breathtaking, my dear. Thank you, Daddy. I don't know how long we'll be gone. Probably late. Trevor turned at the sound of her voice, but his expression caused her smile to waver. Too much? Just, um, just give me a minute and I'll go change. Wait. You have been listening to Quantum Retribution, episode 114, Prelude to a Party, featured at Darker Projects. Featured in this episode were David Alt as the announcer, MJ Cogburn as Siren Lozleman, Shane Harris as Trevor Conroy, Dave Morgan as Alan McAllister, Rich Matheson as Xavier, and yours truly, Seth Adam Schur, as the production. Announcer. Quantum Retribution was written and produced by M.J. Cogburn and C.E. Krowiak. Post-production by M.J. Cogburn. Executive producer for Darker Projects is M.J. Cogburn. Theme music is available for download at SoundDogs.com. Other music composed and performed by Kai Hartwig and Kevin McLeod. This has been a Darker Projects production. This is Seth Adam Schur. Thank you for listening.